Hello, everyone. This is Zendra Glass with Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Um, I went live twice this week. I wanted to upload the audio. Um, One of the episodes was called um, uh, Delays, uh, Setbacks, and Confusion. And I talked about how the enemy uh, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And how so many times the enemy is after our time by constantly trying to keep us delayed. You know, have you ever felt like um, sometimes you just don't know what to do and you've been praying and reading your Bible and getting advice and learning things and really just kind of being all over the place at times. And um, you start off doing something, but then you sort of midway through that change and do something else. You know, I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one that's gone down that road, right? Um, But, you know, it, it just seems to be interesting to me that this seems to be a season where um, so many people, and at times, including myself at times, um, are unclear or unsure of which move to make or what to do. Or let me say it this way, when God has given us the green light and uh, showed us uh, what we are to do and how we are to use our gifts and talents, sometimes you just, you, you, you just don't quite know exactly what you need to do. You know, you, you ever get any direction from God? but you're still not clear on the actual steps. And so, yes, he orders our steps. We know that. But sometimes you don't even know the first step to take. Or when you take those first couple of steps, something ain't feeling quite right. And then you're doing something different. And it finally dawned on me the other day that, oh, my goodness, um, this easily can be a tool of the enemy uh, by stealing our time and causing delays in our lives and setbacks and confusion because he knows what's tied to what's behind what we're doing. So in other words, um, for some of you, if you go out there and you really write that book, right? Or write about your life story or I don't know, create that nonprofit or whatever it is, pursuing your dreams or whatever it is that God has put in your heart to do. Um, he, the enemy knows what's behind that. He, he knows the people that you're going to be impacting. He knows the lives that are going to be touched. And so it dawned on me the other day and I had such a, I think I called it a righteous anger about it. I had such a righteous anger about it because I thought I have, I have been traveling around this mountain for too long, you know, and I thought God has clearly communicated to me, this is what I, I, I am to do and this is the direction that I am to go in. But it dawned on me that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of those things that he comes to, 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 to steal is my time by making me second guess myself, you know, making me doubt or, or wonder, can I really do this? Or is God really going to bless it? Or um, you, you all know what I'm talking about. That's just how he works. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There's a passage, um, I think it's in John 10, 10. I didn't have that out yet, but let me just turn and see really, really quickly. I'm turning pages as I'm speaking now. Um, I think that was John 10, 10 that I referenced because I don't have the notes from that live. So I'm going by, by memory, but I'm just trying to get you guys caught up. Yeah, it is. It's John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And Jesus goes on to say, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And I thought about that. I thought, wow, he really is after our time. That, that, that's one of the main points that I talked about is that, you know, he knows 
for many of us, he can't stop us, right? But he can certainly try to delay us or get us to stop ourselves. Now, I just want to be really, really, really clear about this. That does not mean when you're indecisive about something, you, you, you know, you just need to be out there doing any and everything. I think there's times where we really do need to um, be still and listen to God and hear what he's trying to tell us and make sure that we have the right direction so we know um, the way to go. I think that's really, really important. But what I'm really referring to is um, those times in life where, you know, you know um, this is the direction that God wants you to go, or he's made it clear to you the end goal of whatever it is you're going for, right? But you're in that state of confusion. You're just in that, that, that situation for just too long where you're constantly um, changing courses. You know, I talked to them a little bit. And again, this was in one of my mentorship sessions that I did this class, but I think I made it live on my Instagram. I just didn't get around to uploading it to this platform. But I talked about just um, how important it is that when we are going through those cycles, that we have to recognize what's really behind it because the destinies that are tied to what it is that we're trying to do. We really are not that big of a person. I, I truly believe that the enemy is just going to sit there and just try to concentrate on us. Just, 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 you know, try to block or stop us. I really truly believe it's the people behind us. So I referenced a story in the Bible and I'm trying to remember where it was. Cause again, I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, when Jesus, um, healed the man who had legions of demons. And I, I'm almost certain that it was in the book of Luke. I'm just going to look through the book of Luke while I'm um, while I'm talking, because I'm talking to you all. I'm sitting here and I'm um, I'm not in my podcast studio. I'm actually at home right now, but I'm talking to you all and I'm looking through my Bible at the same time. But there was a there was an amazing passage when Jesus healed the man who um, um, had all those demons. And um, what was amazing about that is after he healed the man. Um, he went and showed, he, he went and, and testified or gave a testimony, I guess you can say, to the whole town. I think I just found it. I hope I did. Uh, I think it's in Luke chapter 8. Uh, yes, uh, starting in verse 27. It says, when Jesus stepped ashore, he, met, um, he was met by a demon-possessed man um, from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but he had lived in tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, uh, Jesus, son of the most high God? I, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and, and uh, though he was chained hand and, and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chain and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. So Jesus goes on to say, what is your name? And he says, Legion, because there are many demons that's gone inside of him. And they begged him repeatedly um, to not order them into the abyss. So a large herd of pigs. So you guys know the rest of that story. A large herd of pigs, you know, were nearby and Jesus told ordered the demons to go inside of the pigs. You know, the pigs rushed down to the bank and, you know, drowned and people in the city got mad and told Jesus to go away. But here's a part in this story that we kind of forget and I never really thought about. All that time I was thinking, wow, what is the deal that this man is so great that so many legions of demons would be in him, you know, delaying this man, his life, his destiny, you know. But you read in verse 39, and it says, um, verse 38, the man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell 
how much God has done for you. So the man went away and, and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. And I thought about that and I thought, and I heard a minister talking about that too. He, he mentioned that same passage and I thought, oh, that's what the enemy was trying to prevent. This man's larger calling was to witness to an entire town, giving a testimony to, of Jesus. And then I thought about, you know, with my life and I thought about just and you all already know a lot of my business, especially if you read my book, Necessary, of all the mess that I've been through. But I thought about even in my life and I thought, my goodness, so many times the enemy comes and tries to delay or, you know, um, um, kill, steal and destroy. Right. So try to delay my dreams, try to um, make me self-doubt, make me wonder if this is, you know, really what God wants me to do. and you don't really have what it takes to be motivating and helping and inspiring people to do better in life and you know tries to come at me with those I call it like delaying spirits right and then I thought what would have happened had I not still walked in faith and did the things that God told me to do God had hundreds of thousands of people all over the world who needs to be inspired and who needs to know and see an example. And again, I'm not patting myself on the back. I want to be clear about that, but I'm just making a point. See an example of someone who not only has been through a lot, but who still struggles to maintain and have a great relationship with him. You know, I still, what I mean by struggle, like it, it's not that it, that it comes so easy. You know what I mean? You know, when I go and I sit in my closet and sit in there for hours, just being in his presence. So, so maybe fighting is a better word. Who still fights to have a close relationship with him, even after losing my son. So anyway, I hope you all are encouraged. I just wanted to encourage you with that. Um, there's one other uh, short passage in here, um, and it was in the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, and it was a chapter, I think it was in chapter 2. And, it, and uh, I love this part because this is when Moses uh, was roaming around in the desert forever with all the people. And I love in verse two when he says, the Lord says, you've made your way around this hill country long enough. Now turn north. And I love that. And there, there's a I think the King James versions talked about you, 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 you've gone around this mountain long enough. There are some times when we've just been roaming around and going around forever in circles, doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Wasting time, really. And I love, love, love that passage that he said, you've gone around this mountain long enough. I think for so many of us, it's time that we recognize sometimes when we are delayed Sometimes when we're feeling, you know, all, you know, the confusion back and forth, you know, changing our minds about things, changing our opinions on what we'll do or what we shouldn't do and, you know, um, walking around in confusion and just not really clear on what to do. It's not okay to be like that long term. You know, we are either creating or disintegrating. That's one of the things that I talked about. We either are creating or disintegrating. So it's okay at times to be a little indecisive and not know quite what we need to be doing. And I do believe those are the times when we have to go to God and get wisdom and get advice or seek advice from an expert or what have you. But you can't stay in that space for too long. You really can't. We really are either creating or disintegrating. And I think that's the spot that the enemy loves to keep us in, you know, loves to keep us in that spot. Because guess what? We're not producing anything or we're not doing anything right. You know, we're, 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 we're indecisive. 
And again, it's okay to be in that space sometimes because sometimes we have to sit, right? And sometimes we have to wait on God to give us the green light. Just to be clear on that, there are absolutely moments of just, I think there's even a chapter in my book on there called Hidden. There's absolutely times in life where, you know, we just have to wait on the Lord, right? But I'm talking about when God has really made something clear to us or given us a clear directive, you know, or shown us what it is that we're to do. And then we still are kind of running around in confusion and chaos. I know for me that happens sometimes. When I get too caught up in the details, I want things to be just perfect. It's not quite this way. It's not quite that way. Instead of me just going forth and just starting. Sometimes we just got to start. But I was just trying to work it all out the way that I needed to be so it can be absolutely perfect. And next thing you know, months have gone by and you ain't done nothing. Right? Or you've lost the zeal or the motivation to do what you know that God told you to do. That's, the, that's what I'm talking about. That's when I believe the enemy begins to seep in because he loves that spot of us um, uh, being in a state of confusion and, and, and feeling as though we are having setbacks when really setbacks are just setups. You know, setbacks really are opportunities for us to reevaluate. I always say go up higher. And that's what I talked about the other day. And I'm sorry I didn't upload that live because I think it would have been good to upload it. But those are the times we have to go up higher. And we have to look at it from a different angle, you know, and I was telling God the other day, I said, God, I'm too low. I can't be at this level anymore. You got to take me higher. You have to take me higher. I have to be able to see this, this situation from a higher view. Take me with you higher so that I can look at this problem or this issue or this delay, you know, or whatever it is. Take me higher. That's why I believe setbacks really is a setup for our success if we're willing to go higher. And if we're willing to allow God to take us higher and look at it from a different viewpoint, but the enemy don't want us to know that, right? He don't want us to know that. <laughs> he he wants us to feel like because we're having setbacks, we're not where we're supposed to be in life at this point. Everybody else is moving right along. When are you going to get it together? And then he wants to keep us down in that. And what I'm telling you is that's not what we need to be doing. Or let me just speak for myself, right? You know, that, that, that doesn't work for me. I have to seek higher grounds. I have to. So I don't even know what I'm calling this uh, post. I forgot what I said in the beginning. You guys know how sometimes I get to talking. But I pray that this encourages you that if you've been in a state of confusion and setback and delays for a long time, but you know that God has given you some instruction or direction on where to go, you know, or at least the end result, here's, here's what's going to happen. Here's what I put you here for. Here's what your gifts and talents. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop looking at it so casually, you know, which is what I was doing, to be honest with you. I was looking at it sort of like, yeah, I know I need to get a decision made on this. Or yeah, I know. And, 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 and it dawned on me, it hit me in my spirit so hard the other day that I cannot casually walk into my destiny. I can't casually walk into my destiny. The enemy is not going to allow that to happen. I have to really be intentional about what I do. And in fact, today, this will be the last thing I say. Today I went live again. It was on my Instagram. Um, I was in a mentorship session with business owners and entrepreneurs. And, um, and uh, I went live for maybe 30 minutes just so the public can kind of get a little, I don't know, just sort of a little demonstration of you know some of the things that I teach in those sessions and it was really really amazing the the uh, the experiment or the example that God put in my heart I had everyone take out a sheet of paper and I encourage you to do the same thing by the way and I had everyone write um, eight circles eight small circles on a sheet of paper and then I had them draw a line underneath those eight circles and then draw uh, write draw uh, two more circles so in other words you have eight circles on top you'll draw a line 
and underneath that line, draw two more circles. So if you have time, you should pause this podcast and do that real quick. Then what I had them do is I explained to them, I reminded them of James 4.14 about our lives are just a mist. You guys, we really are only here for such a short period of time. And every single time I go and visit my son's gravesite, I'm reminded of that. So I had them draw those circles. And then I, I said to them, I would highly encourage you all to Google. Just go and Google what is the average life, you know, age expectancy. You guys, you can just go Google it yourself. Go look it up. I didn't give the number off because I don't want to discourage anybody, right? But I just said, just go Google it. And I said, so each of these circles represents 10 years of life. And the reason I had you write the eight circles above the line is because the vast majority of people, you know, the vast majority, you know, you know, 80 years of life, you're doing really, really well. That's not to say you won't live to be 100 plus years of age. God knows I pray that you live to be far beyond that. But if you Google the average life expectancy, this is the norm. And so I had everybody circle in or shade in all your years. So, for example, I'm well into my 50s. So I circled what is that, like five and a half of those circles. And then I said, now just look at it. So when you look at it, like in my case, I think there was what, two circles left above the line. And then the other two circles below the line, I really look at that as just a bonus. You know, if I live to be a hundred years old, then praise God, right? And I just had people look at that. And my question I asked them is, so what are you gonna do with the time you have left? Now, if you've been following my podcast, you know that that was my very first podcast episode that I recorded called, What Are You Going to Do With The Time You Have Left? And I recorded that after my mom died. And so I was asking them, what are some of the areas of your life that you're going to commit to growing? I think I, I think one of the questions I asked is, um, let me think, I'm, I'm totally going by memory right now because I wouldn't plan on going into all of this. But what are some of the limiting beliefs? Yeah, that's what it was. What are some of the limiting beliefs that you have in life now? that you need to get rid of because life is too short to be afraid. We, we, we really don't have time to be afraid. So what are some of those limiting, you know, beliefs that, that we have to let go of? And then I said, what areas of our lives do we need to grow in and, and, and work and develop, you know, to, to, to actually just grow in? And then the, the last part of it is I had them, I said, um, imagine uh, you're in your final years whatever that means for you, by the way, and you're looking back over your life, what is it that you hope that you've accomplished? What is it that you hope you've accomplished? And for me, my example was, and I spoke truthfully, number one, I want to know that I lived a life uh, lifting God, that I lifted him before the nations. Number two, it's very important to me, and I pray this every day, God, how do I lift you? And number two, God, how do I help your people? In many cases, I say, how do I help your babies? You know, that's how I talk. So I said, how do you, how do I help your babies? How do I help them? You know, and then there's some other things. Of course, I want there to be generational wealth for my family because, you know, I, I come from a line of poverty and to my knowledge, no one's ever left anything behind. Right. So I want to break that, you know, curse. Right. I want to make sure that there's something I can leave behind for my children and my children's children. Right. So I've talked about that. I believe we are called to be kings and priests. We've already talked about that. You guys can look that up. I think it's, I don't have my Bible in front of me, but I think that's Revelations 5.10, Revelations 1.6, Romans 8, uh, I think it's verse 17 or so. You can look it up. I may be off just a tad bit. You know, that we are heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ, you know. So those are some of the things that I put in place that I think is extremely important. 
and 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 it, you know it, it was a, it was an amazing session because it it kind of forced us to look at wow we act like we got forever when we really don't and the enemy just loves keeping us in this just sort of you know state of you know confusion right delays thinking we're in setbacks when really it's a setup those are the times we need to sharpen our skill sets you know sharpen our tools right right go up higher look at it from a different angle come back and hit it again so anyway I hope that you guys have been encouraged I know many of you are tired and I know so many people have been discouraged because I get thousands of messages I see it I see it don't think I don't go through it at times as well don't think I don't but when I sit back and I look at like that little example that I that I just talked about and when I go and I visit my son's gravesite and then I look at you know the spots we purchased next to him that says selected before need that's what reminds me it's almost like it's like a vote it shocks me into reality of I only have so much time even if I live by the grace of God to be a hundred plus years of age I only have so much time what am I gonna do with the time that I have left what, what, what is my legacy that I want to leave behind? I want to know I lifted God. I want to know that I helped people. I want to know that I helped my family. Not only just generational blessings in terms of, you know, finances or whatever, but I'm talking saving souls, you know? Part of doing these podcasts and YouTube videos and all these things I'm doing, I want there to be a history left behind so that my grandchildren, my great-grandkids, you know, they've got something they can go to and say, man, this was my grandmother, my great-great-grandmother. My goodness, this episode really helps me. So anyway, I'm just talking at this point. I love you all. I want to thank you for um, continuing to even listen to the podcast. I know that I've not been consistent always with content. There's so many moving pieces going on in life right now. Uh, and of course, I've been... Um, um, talking about my book Necessary. So I'm so glad to finally have that written and have that out. Um, uh, many of you are aware of my book Necessary is available on Amazon as a paperback and it's on my website as an audio book and as a video book. I do know uh, that my mentorship program, there's still a wait list and I thank you all for your patience. I, I know there are a lot of people still on the wait list. I'm making some changes before I open it back up. But if you do want to get on that wait list, just go to zenjaglass.com and just sign up to be on the wait list. And as soon as I open it up, I'll let you know. But I love you all. Please know that I keep you in prayer. Please know that I don't take this uh, podcast lightly. I really don't. I'm, I'm giving everything, everything that God puts in me, I'm trying to put it out there so that it can be an inspiration and encouragement to others. All right? I love you all. Keep going. Keep your head up. Do not give the enemy any victories in your life. And no matter what stage that you're at right now, no matter, no matter what that stage is, just know God is there for you. Just know that, that, that there's a purpose and a calling on your life. And for some of you who've messaged me, who've said, I'm just really tired, I'm just really down, I'm just really feeling this and I'm really feeling that, just be aware how the enemy works. If you have my book, please read that chapter called um, If I Were Your Enemy, because he loves, loves, loves when we speak negative words to ourselves. And he loves when we miss that we may be going through a pruning season. Sometimes God's cutting away what's just not needed for the next season in our lives. Now, if you've read my book Necessary, you already know what chapter I'm talking about. And I don't like pruning seasons, don't get me wrong. You guys already know the mess I went through when God cut away just about everything and I, I was left with almost nothing, nothing, right? So I can only talk about it in hindsight. But sometimes you can be going through a pruning season and you think God's punishing you, you know, or you're going through a season of being hidden and he's really not hiding you, he's protecting you. 
He's getting you ready so you can be able to fight against that Goliath. So you can be ready with the character and everything you need to become king. You get my point? I'm, I'm, refer I'm referencing King David. You know the story. So don't give up. You continue to do the things that God told you to do. He is the lifter of men. He's the lifter. He can turn our situations around in one day. So I love you all. God knows I do. And I pray that this podcast has encouraged you all. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast.